What do you mean? When did I wake up? I never went to sleep. I saw something like through a window. I want to go back there. I know I can, and I will. My family? I don't have a family. I have people who mind me. You know who I am. I'm an actress. Or I was. Thank you. I'm glad you approve. Okay, well, I got you all beat this morning. Uh, you know, around here, it's like, in this situation I'm in, 
<clears throat> four o'clock is not too early to begin. Uh, we have people saying that it's going to be a wild ride and all that. I think it's beginning a bit anticlimactically. But everybody likes to put their predictions in. That's 2024. Um, tomorrow. And everyone has all the hope of New Year's. Uh, to be beaten down piece by piece until they finally grovel and give in and say it sucks. And that is not that is not what's happening here. We're going... We're Well, it's not that we're designing our own well ship and that ship is going to go against the uh, tide. That is not what's happening. Uh, it's more like the di- you're going to start seeing the days altered, the, the time and space itself altered <clears throat> um, to accommodate what God wants to accommodate. If you want to say the days are shortened, fine, but what does shortened mean? Well, if you say shortened in the sense that you're going to shorten time, that means you're going to shorten space and you're going to alter space and time. <clears throat> so, a lot of things, you know, human planning is useless. Human predictions useless. Predicting that one thing happens is useless when for one thing to happen, a million other things have to happen. So if you don't mention those million other things, then that one thing you did mention is bogus. Oh, I predicted that right. Oh, you did? What about the million things that went into it? Well, I don't know about that. So you just sort of lucked out. You got with a trend. So, But, but what's the point of it? Um... So talking to a cynical, you know, uh, liberal friend, <laughs> I was going to say a cynical friend, and, um, you know, we're talking about, he goes, well, regarding child abuse and the norm of, you know, humanity, and he's like, well, adults have always been fucking their kids, and people have always been murdering each other, and, you know, nothing changes. The emphasis on it, the news on it changes, but nothing changes. And I thought about that, and I felt that really stuck with me as something that really uh, bothered me. It was really a, uh, they've always been, you know, uh, harming their children. So, in the liberal mind, we might as well not call it harm, right? Because it's, it's more like the norm. And I'm like, no, that's not the norm, the whole point of civilization is to erect a standard against, you know, the norm. Um, just going with your loins and you know, bludgeoning, killing, fucking, whatever it is, uh, anything that moves, uh, whatever you feel uh, is cool. It's like no, that that is um, the uh, opposite of. Uh, not just civilization, but the opposite of knowledge, of gnosis. It's the opposite. It, it means you, 
are an absolute idiot. You are a waste of flesh. You should not have been born. That's what it means. Because you are unshapeable by what God uses, time, space, to shape a civilization to be in conformity with the amazing integral um, earth and sky and all the other systems going on, a thing of beauty, a thing of perfection. Uh, But no, but the point is, is that, you know, animals do what they do, people do what they do, things are going to do what they do, no matter what kind of civilizational uh, overlay you want to put on it, people are going to do what they do, and uh, you know, you're not going to change it. Well, I'm sorry, but if it can change or it can go extinct. And on that we agree, on that I agree with the liberals. Well, then there shouldn't be a civilization. Then there shouldn't be a human. If and I'm saying, I, I, and now I've got to finish my discussion, of course. And of course, I have my liberal friends, and we, uh, I cherish them immensely, even though at times I just have to let them talk and not say anything. Um, but uh, this is where that intellectual discussion, you know, no, I don't agree. Um, but then we buttress or block sex. And that's what causes a civilizational change, sex, and the blocking thereof. Right? Because it has to become puritanical to fit into a uh, certain mold. So, like the Muslims, we have to protect the women, put them in burqas, and things like that, because we have to, they're a property. We can't let them go out and get you know, raped or hurt and harmed in any way. So again, the sexual mystery, the sexual mystery of uh, of the ages. And so today we have okay. So gender fluidity, it's gender fluid. It's so. Well, what's gender fluid? Well, sex is gender. Flu- you know, the the human is gender fluid. Therefore, sex is fluid. Whatever. And whatever, what capacity or situation goes. Well, of course, we get to that point, and then it's, I guess, wiped out for another day. Why wiped out? Uh, because it's going to, because it's uh, an abomination. What's an abomination? Um, it's an abomination to hurt innocent children, period. And if that's what you're doing, then that needs to end. If that's what you're justifying, then that needs to end. I don't care. You know, I really don't care how much you want to say, well, that's nature. That's, you know, the real secret is people have been doing that from time immemorial. You mean what they want. Well, and then, so a lot of people are not here. And they don't have to be here at all. People don't have to be here at all. And why would God have a judgment of people not being here? Uh, It goes to fidelity to God. It goes to actually to civilizational 
aspirations of the Lord to conform something to something of beauty and something of perfection. And if the human is not a willing participant, then out of all the things in the universe, out of all the objects in the sky, out of all the beauty of an ocean or a stream, out of all the intricacy of uh, God's sciences, out of all the amazing things there is to discover, the human has put his foot down. He's not going to go along. He has the free will right to say yay or nay, but he's decided, no, he'll take it from here. And what will he do? Back to fucking his sons and daughters and killing his neighbors and uh, basically uh, barbarism. Uh, which proves what? Which proves that the entire civilization is an overlay or a lie because all that's going on anyway, underneath the surface. Proven by the fact that um, we're in a near civil war right now and and half the country is advocating for free and open sex with uh, uh, children, uh, no freedom, no freedom of speech, uh, basically some sort of authoritarian, totalitarian rule whereby I'm not even really sure what the purpose of it is other than to establish some sort of authority uh, uh, over people and, and forcing them to do the wrong thing, you know, in the eyes of God, which would then be, once again, man putting his big foot down. He's going to put his foot down now, and he's going to show God a thing or two of God that doesn't exist. Because if he did exist, man would have to stand down. Or at the very least, he'd have to feel real bad. He'd have to feel real bad. You know, because he's just not measuring up and it's just his his desires have just overridden him and he goes and does bad things and now what's he going to do? Maybe he might have to repent. And yeah, and how's he going to be? And then, of course, the whole Jesus thing comes in, you know, the forgiveness, which is, uh, you, you know, uh, the, the, the is actually called salvation. What's the point of it? Salvation? Well, anything other than fidelity that's natural from within is an abomination anyway. So you can go, well, but humans have always been an abomination. Well, you know, I guess they don't have to be. Well, that lines up with uh, the globalists. They say they don't have to be. Well, they have their own agenda, which is silicon. Different agenda. Playing God with silicon, with silly putty. These are the silly putty people. They're silly. Anyway, greetings out there. This is F. Daniel. I'm um, recovering in the hospital. Uh, and I'm here over this long weekend. Uh, I have kind of had to force myself to, uh, I haven't gone all the way to gambling on football, but I've sort of gotten into this, uh, you know, vice of, uh, you know, uh, football and the different personalities. And what fascinates me about 
you know, it's football season. I mean, because this is the time, you know, you got like today, you've got games all day long. And so even though it's a long, you know, weekend I'm spending here awaiting, actually my status is I'm awaiting um, insurance company, which I've been waiting on daily to uh, go along with my doctor and release me to like a rehab thing where I can work on walking, getting in and out of cars, you know, just basic uh, basic stuff. It looks like I've, I've got legs and ability to walk. It's just the stamina. Like I go a short distance and I'm, I'm, I'm down again. It's having to build the stamina back up from having kind of lost it. But, uh, and then there's a bunch of other things I have to work on. But, um, well, what's life for? You know, I mean, uh, I got to work on, uh, shoot, the funny thing is I feel uh, really um, pretty much, uh, I feel, you know, at least in my mind or in my spirit, I feel like I'm 100% healed. Like I'm just, you know, even though I know I'm, I'm not, 100%, you know, technically, um, I feel like I'm a 1,000% mentally, you know, and and sometimes I have, um, you know, feelings like, you know, I'm sitting around like I could just get up and run, but of course, you know, I get up on the walker and I've got, I go a few feet and then I've got to, I've got to stop. And sort of catch my breath, and you know, I gotta make, keep the oxygen going, and just a bunch of things. But it, it, all these things can be addressed. What can't be addressed is my soul. They can't address that in here. There's a good versus evil going on in here, just like anywhere, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. It's just it's going to go on. So from that standpoint, my liberal friend is correct it goes on one side is like do with that wilt and they want to justify it the other side is well we've got to repent and therefore layer on the guilt and shame you know and then and and of course the guilt and shame produces behavior too of uh you know compliance and 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 cowardice so well then how do you win why even get out of bed? Well, why get out of bed? I'm going to answer this question for everyone right now. Okay, so there's sharks out there. We've run into them in our company. People that just, like, steal you blind right to your face. Sharks, swimming with sharks. It's, well, why does anyone do anything, then, if there are these sharks? Well, you know, um, it's the same principle as the bully on the uh, playground. Sometimes a bully needs to be punched in the nose. Sometimes the battle is the thing that defines you to God. You know, Constantine the warrior, right? Uh, The conqueror. People say, well, uh, that's really bad, this, uh, you know, colonization and, and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, your emphasis is wrong. And you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with colonization and 
going forth and conquering and being conquered. It's either you're either in this world, you're either being conquered or you're conquering. You're not sitting there just kind of like, you know, a, a free agent. Just like in business, with we have a business. Your business is either growing or it's dying. There is no in between. It doesn't just kind of like put along in neutral. Your health, it's either improving or you're dying or you're going the other way. There are people that um, get injured, you know, in these situations where you need, you know, rehab and stuff and they get injured, they lose the use of their legs, they use the you know, use of their their functions and they go to they, they're in and they're bedridden and they just stay there till they die. There's other other people say I don't want that. They fight against it and they and they work to to create a uh, you know, another way. And what do they have to show for it? Well, maybe they get another 10 years of life. What's the point of life? Well, I think the point of life, if you can get more life due to your own hand, your own discipline, then you're showing God how much you appreciate that spark of life he gave us. You know, why show God anything? Because... (laughs) And this is what my liberal friends need to learn. It's not about you. It never will be about who you, you know, like like what the liberals say, well, who you love. And, you know, we got to make all this legal because we've repressed people and hurt people because gender fluidity shows that there's a million ways to have sex and that sex has got nothing to do with procreation. And it's a very complicated what it does to the psyche and blah, 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 almost like it's... Uh, a drug. And um, remember in the 80s? Remember in the 80s, like, um, they had the, the song uh, uh, Love is Like Oxygen and other songs. Um, uh, you know, it's just all, all taken up with uh, sex. And so sex becomes the the, the the force that keeps the whole culture with without that you'd have no culture you'd have no fashion you'd have no design you'd have no civilization so it's the secret shaper of civilization how through denial and approval through through taming the uh, life force so then there's people that are do what thou wilt. Uh, let the life force flow whatever way it wants. And um, then there's other people that say, no, you know, that's, uh, we have guidelines and we got to stick to that even though no one can stick to it. So great sorrow comes into the world. Great sorrow because either way they lose. And the liberals never going to win the argument of, uh, well, it's always been like this. You know, so that was the, therefore adapt. No, therefore feel bad that you didn't adapt to being um, a selfish jerk your whole life. So, oh, you be, I, I better go feel bad that I wasn't a selfish jerk and did what I will, did what I wanted, and hurt other people. Learn to hurt other people without guilt, because that's what it is: hurt other people, subject other people, 
put other people uh, in their own little cage uh, mentally through the use through the misuse of sex and sexual power. And then, what does that say about civilization? Civilization, I've got news for all people. Civilization, uh, as we see it, would rise and fall exactly the way it has, regardless of any self-conscious historians, social scientists, or anybody else trying to figure it out, which they can't do. And it has nothing to do with sex. Nothing to do with the sex drive. Nothing to do with muting the sex drive or promoting it. And then I would then I would put the sex drive and the uh, you know the food drive and all that into uh, drives that um, one for procreation, one for food, one for you know. Uh, and in the meantime, there's the building of the civilization. Most people would agree that if you build a civilization, there has to be a control mechanism. Even now, people are talking about a post apocalyptic or a post-Klaus Schwab, a post-Great Reset renaissance. Are you with me? Hi, early four o'clockers. This is F. Daniel uh, coming to you from a, uh, the, almost from the bowels of the, of the uh, you know, an old hospital room. And uh, I keep thinking while I'm here, you know, of like World War Two, you know, a good bombing or you know the invasion, you know what I mean, and then just like the hospital filled up with, you know, and blood all over the walls and and everything, you know, plasma running around and people barely hanging on and being moved to the morgue and just dumped out and as as we're trying to save what's left of uh, the uh, human race. And then there are other visions. Uh, but my vision of 2024, well, first of all, the, uh, the people say that it's so mind-blowing, you better fasten your seatbelt. They're all incorrect. So we get to write them off. Bye! Don't let the ma 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 hit you in the butt, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, there go the geniuses. There they go in their robes and their and their poofy hair. Out you go. go teach some classes. They're very good. Okay, so we got that um, out of the way. So that's uh, 2024 gone. Uh, now what? Well, now we're getting down to brass tacks. So what's important? Well... I got all these bills I can't pay. They're coming to get me. My health is... Look, forget your health. Let me explain something. I have no health. And yet, I'm healthier than I have ever been. How do you explain that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Is the point to live longer and that means you had health? Hell no. Live shorter. Be dead already. 
It's got nothing to do with anything. It's, you missed the whole point. Okay, to my liberal friends. Hi, friends. Okay. May I? Uh, maestro, if you will, please. It's Now, I don't want to pull a Joe Biden, like, whispering like he's giving you some Uncle Joe advice when the guy's just... That guy is a raging pervert. He just does whatever he wants. His dick leads the way. You know, so that... The dick just simply means greed, money, subjugation, control, theft, burglary, bully... Right? What do you do when you have sexual power? You bully everybody else. It's, it's, uh, stupid is as stupid does. It's the opposite of civilization building. It's veneer building. It's like a nice set of false teeth, which is what we have as a, our civilization isn't one. It's a set of false teeth. What was here, the, the, the wonderful underpinnings of a, of a civilization, of a philosophical framework, which is what you need before you have any, uh, even religion. You need people to be thinking about what reality is, you know, like even Plato's uh, sort of feeble uh, cave story. Well, I never heard anyone call it feeble. Well, it's, it's feeble intentionally to show that we are feeble. Would you not agree? Anyway, back to my intellectual friends. Okay, so as hard as it is for you to understand this, and, and, as, and, as, and, as, and as much as you want to then turn around and blame me, it's not about you. Never was, never will be. Uh, it doesn't matter about your desires. It doesn't matter about your dick. It doesn't matter about what you've amassed in wealth or not amassed. Really nothing about anything that you have so-called achieved means anything to anyone or anything anywhere. Do you understand? And that's the same with me. So that's a great equalizer. So hey, brother. Hey, man. We're free. We're free. Now where do you go knowing that you don't mean shit? So now where do we go? Great equalizer. We're all in the same boat. Right? And we all are truly brothers and sisters. So when the, the Bible says, uh, you know, the Lord prefers we love one another, now I think you get an idea of what we're talking about. We're talking about Paul stripped to nothing. And, um, you know, even after all the atrocities that he had created and he had done and everything else to have renounced all that, to renounce his flesh, to have, like what I think he did is took a vow of celibacy. It's not, you know, the proof is in the uh, the actions of the apostles, and um, which is symbolic of putting down the material world or that I saw matter, I saw rule. I'm Saul, I rule. Look at me the wrong way, I cut your head off. Yeah, not not too different than the way it is now in the Middle East. Right? Full of screaming and yelling, signifying what? Even you friends 
who tend to try to find some atheistic or a view based on processes that are already here created in the creation and then from there find some um, you know meaning of life or, or some kind of uh, purpose in it there is no purpose in it and then further try to control it and make yourself like God there, that will never happen that would never be allowed to be because it's already built in that you will not know uh, eternity. Silicone will not give you your answer. So therefore, it's not about you. You can go make your little toys and half lion, half man, and have a little zoo, like call it Jurassic Park, and, you know, get yourself off that way. But all you're going to be is a failure, a big, fat, ugly failure. And, you know, where basically people have to turn the other way to save themselves from the embarrassment of looking at you. So there you go, globalists. So what do we do? Well, first of all, we don't do anything. What, what is there a need for something to do? Do we need to do something? What do we need to do? Everything that we put our own appellation on is absurd. And my job, my homestead, my tax bill, my health. And then the minute we get back to reality, it, you know, what matters is only one thing and we have the free will to either align or not with you know God's continuing awesome amazing creation and flow and when we do that we sing songs we paint pictures we become inspired because it's no longer about us and in our joy of being liberated i.e. it's no longer about us, then we create stuff that should be about us, but isn't. As far as forgiveness for fucking our children, which the libtards are obsessed with right now, they feel that it's been done from the beginning of time, so it's okay. Um, no, it... Uh, the um, do what thou wilt is not okay. It's allowed. And if that's as far as it goes, then you're a fool. You're just a dumb fool. If you think that's all it is. Or if you think you matter, you're a fool. Yeah, but doesn't something matter like hopes and dreams? of yeah. But it all it's all orientation, like who are you, where are you? Well, right now I'm in the spirit. I'm saying things that are provocative. Not things that I'm coming up with, but things God's giving me to say. And I'm trying to I'm trying to get something out of it myself. 
Well, what are you getting out of it? Well, one thing I'm getting out of it is I don't need to be sick from this competitive need to distinguish myself amongst the humans. Well, and how does that feel? Well, that feels pretty good. Because it's freedom. Now, how much freedom do we need? What if you're totally free? Well, when you're totally free, you unselfconsciously do whatever the next thing is to do. You don't go back and forth and, I better go pray about it. You don't need to go subject-object about it. I'm going to go subject-object this. I better go subject-object it and think about my options. No, I say, well, remain in prayer 24-7. I wouldn't even take time out for the closet. I would just be there and be oblivious to whatever anybody is talking to you about or whatever. Haven't you ever noticed how things just line up? It's like you can be off in your own world and you're, you know, suddenly something lines up and it's like not of your own. Uh, ouch, making. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to be a success. Well, in most cases, being a success is a total failure in this world. However you define it. You define it by being what? Like the top of your industry? The top of your (laughs) game? These guys in football, back when we were kids, you know, in football, there were legends, you know, people will last a few years. Today it's all these kids right now on these bowl games, a lot of them don't even play the bowl games because next week they're going to be drafted into the you know the NFL. And when they're drafted, how long do they get? Let's calculate that. Oh, um, maybe five years. Yeah, and who's going to remember their name? No one. Oh, well, what happened there? Well, you mean tradition? The old school? The old gridiron? Old gridiron? Yeah, uh, people that won and they they uh, distinguish themselves with a plaque on the wall. And, uh, uh, they drank, they caroused, they were legends. Oh, legend, they were a legend. They were a legend. They were a legend. My God, they were legends. And look at us, losers. Because we dare to question the very fabric of existence, which is pre-desires, libtard. Pre-desires, control freak on the right. Pre-desire. Yeah, because see, on, on the right now, that's why I say it's dangerous. Watch out when you say you affiliate with like your right wing or left wing or anything like that. Because the right is forming another beachhead front having their own civilization making the same mistakes that uh, were made in the past 
in the name of their own egos. And you can see them. Sure, you've got, uh, you know, dare, dare I name them? They're on Twitter X. They get together, they talk. They plan the next civilization. They're going to go to the stars. They're going to expand. They're going to live forever in the good graces of God. Oh, really? But ultimately, you know what they're going to do? They're going to conform everybody to their vision. They're going to make everyone obey. They're going to play God. They're going to put Elon Musk as the leader. And they're going to insist that you uh, get in line. Don't you want a free civilization? Free to worship God and blah, blah, blah and go to the stars? And understand the secrets of the universe? I love it when Alex Jones goes, I just divulged the secret. I shouldn't have. I might get killed. And then you think, I just start laughing. I, I'm not here to compete with that. I just divulged the secret. I better shut up. There are secrets like that, though, in the earth and around institutions. And, you know, there's, uh, for example, the magical aspect of institutions and the depth of the connections that go back in time. Um, like, I don't have the time to research that, and I don't really care to, but there is that, you know, things like that. You know, to me, just bondages. Don't you want to be a part of it? Last night I saw... Who do they induct into the uh, the cult of the of the blue ring for the Dallas Cowboys? Only a special number of people are inducted into the circle, and they have a public induction of who they were going to induct anyway. It's the same old club, you know, of uh, self celebrating their success. The guys who formed the Dallas Cowboys, uh, y- y- you know, and uh, uh, y- you know, another excuse to pat each other in the back and give each other a ring and and then the whole public goes along with it underscoring it and it is one of the most pathetic things I had probably ever seen in my life and there it goes with people completely with millions of people completely unaware of what they're watching the the initiation of a few into a few because they have their view of view of the future and they're going to make sure that everybody who's watching and paying and making them zillionaires conforms. So I'm not suggesting an alternate behavior, or even alternate um, laws or anything like that. I'm just saying whatever track that is, whatever track that is, is false. Well, then what do we do? Here's what we do. Do, I don't like that word, do. Do is irrelevant. Strike do. What do we do? We realize that we're not on that track anyway. Unless we want to be conformed by another man into his own closet sickness. And then 
you know, live by guilt and shame and intimidation and fear. You know, that's, oh, oh, that's kind of like what we have now. Yeah, but nobody says anything because at this point, you think people are smart enough to figure that out? You think any professor would allow someone to think that far? No. Just like my liberal friends feel free to lecture me. They feel like they have some sort of authority and they're not even dealing with primal causes. They're dealing with after effects. And yet they want to lecture everybody on that. Yeah, you know, everyone's always had these desires and to kill each other and fuck each other. And, you know, who are we to... to it's like that song, Who Am I to Disagree? Everybody's looking for something. Some of them want to abuse you, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, okay. I think that should have been quite enough. I guess the new one today is Taylor Swift, who, as she evolves, sort of like they tried to do with Billie Eilish, but now there's Taylor Swift. And as she evolves to influence um, the minions, they become influenced to follow something. So one of the big keys, I think, and what's the point of freedom? Well, the point of freedom is you feel really good. You feel great. People around you might get mad at you. But there's this reward for, you know, rejecting space and time as it's presented and, you know, just like, you know, acknowledging creator, acknowledging that it really doesn't matter about you and what what matters is creator and everything that's going on with that and then and you can align with it and then turn your brain off. Yeah, well, God gave his brain to use. Yeah, yeah, it, there's a lot of room for brain capacity. You know, uh, but I would say we need more unconscious brain capacity than conscious brain. Conscious brain capacity, um, you know, singular, ego-driven brain capacity doesn't seem to be much good to us. Okay, so what do you do if you own a company? Well, you 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 get up and do whatever with the company. You don't have uh, you know set it up so that you know it it, it basically becomes a uh, whipping post of of stats and how you've done and what you could do and what you should have done and all that. All of that is. Uh, Basically, pain, suffering, unnecessary, all unnecessary, and uh, and basically a, a route to failure. It's that mindless uh, work, you know, person that just does the next thing without that thought of, well, how am I doing or not doing or what's the goal. Well, we achieved it. We third quarter. We wanted to get here, and here's where we are. And uh, looks like we're conquering the universe. Oh boy, I really feel good about that. Is it okay if I quit taking my antidepressants? Well, you better go see your doctor. Doc, is it okay? We're winning on our. We hit the third quarter really good. So, can I stop taking these drugs? No, we better take them as a precaution. Just in case you slip back into it again. 
I know this stuff is really disturbing, but I just... When I get lectured by people that can't see beyond the created, and they're lecturing me about the whole creation based on the created, based on, you know, the, 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 the mockery of Romans 1. And we really ought to get in there and read Romans 1. We should just go through it line by line. It's hilarious. Don't you think? The, the, um, the, the, the evidence of God is self-evident. There really just isn't, you know. And so what, what separates the man, the human, who is happy and fulfilled and all that and, and lives with purpose from the one that's filled with angst and guilt and shame and fits and starts and is ironically working hard but failing, you know what I mean, which is like most of the people in America, you know, falling behind. What's the difference there? And the difference is, and I swear this is something I I really have to look into for myself here. I really have to, I've got to really look into this. The difference is, like I know people that say, well, I give everything to God, and so I don't understand why this is happening. I'm working really, really hard, and you know, giving it to God. It's like, okay, so two observations. One, you're not giving it to God. Two, uh, there's a resentment. So now we've got to work that back. What would be the solution? Well, the solution to all of our problems, and I mean all of us, is emphasis. In other words, it's not on me whether I you know, do good, do bad, whether we line up for the fourth quarter or the third quarter, whether somebody performs or not or whatever. It does. Nothing really matters. None of that matters. I don't matter. Uh, anything I would think about having a legacy doesn't matter. The future generations that have to do with me don't matter. And if they do, then, well, layer it up with guilt and shame then. Start, you know, let's start whipping ourselves. Because the more of those things that come into it, the more of those little contracts, you got to provide for the future, you got to do this, you got to do that. All those things are used to whip and beat us into, into complete oblivion and failure. Every one of those things. Yeah, you've got to really provide for the your family. And if you're not doing that, then you're worthless and you better work to get out of that situation. No. Every everything that you do in that regard is a fool's errand. And all you're doing is sabotaging yourself from success. So why should I listen to you? So how do you win? Well, for one thing, leave the stage. You know, the stage is just, like I say, the whipping post. 
or tie yourself to the whipping post and make a public spectacle out of your own being flogged every day. But I really want that promotion. I really want that raise. I really want that I really want that success. Well, then quit working for it. You know who has all this advice for people about how to win and things like that? Is Andrew Tate, have you noticed? How to win how to have 15 Ferraris and how to have all kinds of concubines and, you know, Havana Cubans and, you know, whatever. And uh, I feel sorry for the crash that he's going to suffer coming up, but, you know, right now he's living in what I would call a fool's paradise. And the rest of Martin, he's no different. He's just more vocal but all, all the ones in that group are living that same delusion. And um, success to me, I'll tell you what it looks like. I'm not going to leave you with nothing. I'm, I've been thinking about this stuff for a long time. And I realize, what's let's take something really little. Okay, so what's more important? Right? Okay, so... In the morning, I have a place to go and uh, apply work. Right? So I can either go apply work and think of ahead and behind, raises, taxes, problems, lack, failure, not reaching it. I can have all that filling my head. So during the job, whatever the job is, from, I guess, cleaning up to uh, telling people what to do, uh, I can be miserable day in and day out. Because nobody's going to live up to my expectations. Nobody's going to uh, um, cooperate. Nothing is going to go according to plan. No matter how hard I work, it's going to bring failure. Because that's the nature of... uh, The nature of vanity is failure. So vanity work, i.e. I'm going to work real hard and build up this thing and I'm going to wield the blah, 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 blah. blah. That's a recipe for failure and disaster. And not only that, it it unglorifies God. So what will glorify God? Uh, dropping the idea of self, since it doesn't matter. You mean living like a blank? Yeah. The next thing, and the next thing. You mean no plan? Yeah, no plan. I got no plan. What about retirement? Well, you can set up a retirement fund, but if it is part of the plan, then you better not do it or it'll fail. Anything you do of your own vanity will fail. They got a, a saying in New Mexico. It's interesting. And I, I understand this very well. 
You can also apply this to Maui. Maui is very similar. Anything that succeeds outside New Mexico fails in New Mexico. And anything that succeeds in New Mexico fails outside New Mexico. Have you ever heard that? You New Mexicans know. You've all heard it. Have you ever heard that? Why do you think, you know, what do you think that means? It goes back to the wisdom of the Bible and the plans of mice and men. Absolutely. What are the plans of mice and men? They always fail. Nothing ever goes according to plan. Everything that's been planned fails. So what's visceral wisdom? Visceral wisdom is the wisdom you pick up in day-to-day life that protects you against sharks, against this, against that, against stupid stuff, against lawsuits, against whatever. And you pick up this practical wisdom on a daily basis so when you're working, you're you're mindlessly keeping it in mind. And other than that, it's really no concern. You know, and, and, and getting your eye off the bigger picture. I know that uh, I've seen things where there's um, tremendous uh, problems that go on. Um, and uh, people fail to protect themselves because they're, they're worried about something else. And they, you know, sort of miss the boat. And... You're always going to miss the boat as long as it's about you. When it's not about us, you will not miss the boat because it, reality is very tactile. It's like kind of like the members of your fingers. Each one represents another thing that's, you know, kind of a, like a sensor, sensing different things out there. Some dangerous, some good, some bad, you know, things. And uh, so, so what, what kind of work should you do? What kind of life should you have? Well, that's the beauty of it. There's nobody can tell you. I can't tell you. Um, they say, well, I got to give it to the Lord. Well, what does that mean, give it to the Lord? They say, Lord, please bless this endeavor. And then do the endeavor and fail. Did the Lord make that fail? Was the Lord truly in that? See, these questions have to be answered. And the answer is, no, that was my own vanity. Ooh, that's a hard one to admit. And, and, and I, I just used the Lord in vain. To say I had the unction of the Lord when I really didn't. I thought I did. Well, how can you find out if you do or not? Because if you really care about it, you didn't. If you don't really care about it, and I, and I mean in a in a kind of a tangible, like I want but don't have way. You know, I want but I don't have. 
I want it. I want it. I don't have it. I want it. One day I'm going to have it. Well, one day I'm going to have it means, you're, and if you're a child of God, then you're, you're going to instantly be smacked down in failure because it's not supposed to be about us. Not me, not you, not any of us. So that makes us a different kind of people, but it also makes us potentially free people because we exist before the existence. Meaning we don't have to go into the classroom and talk about processes of the sun or human sexuality or whether it's ethical to let people fuck who they want or what you know you know any anything like that because we're not people of processes we're not process we're much bigger and we're much smaller you know have you ever heard about this like you know you do uh Sometimes people stumble into something they really love to do. and You know, it's just something that they like to do and they didn't ask approval of anybody and they just uh, are happy campers. You see people like that all the time. Well, I do. And you wonder, what, well, what is it? It says, well, this makes me happy. But well, what? There's something else going on there. You know, a lack of vanity, a lack of self-consciousness. A lack of the need to make up. And here's another thing I've, I've noticed that there's, in, in a lot of people, there's a need to make up for something that was deficient in high school. I mean, I, I feel I fit this category. So I think I know what I'm talking about. So you're working hard to fix something that's got nothing to do with today. So you will fail. You have to fail. If you succeed, you're dead. Can't you see that connection? You know, you can never make up for lost time or something you should have done somewhere other time or that it, it even if you were to succeed in that, there'd be no satisfaction. And why wouldn't there be satisfaction? Because it's not going on. It's something in the past. The past is irrelevant. The past didn't even happen. Therefore, it's a false duty, a false error, and a false sense of guilt that can never be allayed by anything, but the only solution to that is God himself. Well, how does God do it? By replacing it with himself. Replacing me. My angst. Instead of my angst, put God there. What angst? What mind? I have no mind. And don't, don't, aren't you worried about worried about what? Twenty twenty four. Oh, thanks. I was just getting to that. Twenty twenty four is relevant in this way. This is the year we forget. This is the year we drop it. This is the year it does. It no longer matters. This is the year, you know, the end of their whatever. They can have their global this and their little plans, and their silicone, you know, trying to make Silicon Valley the god of the universe. And they can do whatever stupid 
you know, assholeish thing they want to do. But it's got nothing to do with me. Because this is the year. <laughs> Separation. Drop. Got nothing to do with me. It's not about me. And since you think it's about you, you the, there is no you in my life. Next. Tree. Yes, I love the tree. Cold. What do we do about the cold? It's cold. I look forward to the sun. I look forward to the spring. Um, work, yes, there's work to do. We better get on with it. Should we work with expectation? Or should we work as happy workers in the fields of the Lord? Well, I think we know the answer to that. Happy workers in the field of the Lord because the Lord made the field. Not, I found the field growing over here, a process, and I want you to know that the field has the right to fuck anyone it wants. I mean... (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I got to watch my tongue because sometimes people get so mad. They, I've had people sabotage me and you know, poison me and different things like that because of this kind of banter. Because they can't handle this idea. This one simple idea, they can't handle it. They just, and when, I, when you speak it with authority, it really is, you know even though you don't mean it from you, because there is no you, uh, then it's really disturbing. Again, it goes back to saying, it's not about us. It's not about our track record. It's not about guilt. It's not about angst. It's not about what happened when we were kids. It's not about making up for lost time. It's not, it's, the, the real reality of this whole situation is it's a, blank, it's a blank slate. It doesn't matter where you work and what you do. It's a blank slate for all people. And when you, to the extent that you make it not a blank slate, then, of course, you layer on failure, compromise, um, sin, you know, justification of sin, you know, fuck anything you want, do anything you want, hurt anyone you want, blah, 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 the typical thing. And then you say, but... You really can't do that because why? That's what man was born and made into. Wrong. That's that's uh, man still has choice to either you know. It comes down to what Shakespeare said: to be or not to be. To be is the curse. Not to be is the blessing. But doesn't not to be mean dead? No, not to be means life. To be means death. How to get so twisted? Again, you see the mindless janitor singing songs and just whistling and doing whatever they think. It can't be that happy. You follow him home and lives in a trailer, you know, single wide and seems to have a dog and taking care of some relatives and says, what's wrong with this picture? How come I'm so miserable? And I pay this guy's salary and he seems, you know, he doesn't seem miserable at all. And it's because there is not, because there is an unchecked desire there. There's not some, 
there really isn't a desire to get what you have or to get ahead or to do anything other than to do what's there. Well, he could easily be running Boeing Corporate. He could be running, uh, I mean to say a passenger airline like Delta. He could be the CEO of Delta and happy as can be. And you're like, why, how can that be, guy be like that? And winning every quarter. And so how can you win every quarter if you don't seem to even care about it? Because I'm a man of faith, man. When I get up in the morning, do I wonder, is the world going to be here or not? Do I worry about my family and my kids and my grandkids and I got to do something to make it all right with everything. I can't just be a big failure. And my legacy and my friends and my... Don't I owe it to them? Yeah, you owe it to them to get the fuck out of the way. And to drop your aspirations. And I owe it to, I owe it to them too. I owe it to them, I owe it to God, I owe it to everybody. Anyway, so that's the... the true secret of all things. So that gap between existence, i.e. process, yep, yep. Look, he's peeing over there. Process. Look, the tree grows leaves. Process. Look, the stream is, has melted and now is flowing. Process. Do you need to worry about that stream? No. Okay. Well, so you don't really need to worry about anything in nature that you don't need to pretend like you control everything, right? So I believe this no, 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 there's nothing, no, no, please, please let's not think there's something we need to do. On top of all this, we need to do something. We need to really get this into our head so at least we don't resist the idea. No, 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 that's too much, uh, that's too athletic. No. There's nothing for us to do. Here we are on almost on 124 or 101 2024 and there's nothing to do I mean if you need to survive and gather more wood and all that stuff you just you just do it right so there's really nothing to do that that was automatic uh, chores are just automatic so they don't really count they're not something that you have to build up as some sort of game. What about security? What about, well, do you have faith or not? So, you know, and then, well, but I've been burned. Uh, Again, same question to you. Do you have faith or not? Oh. Yeah, but living like that, you lose control of everything. Friend, we don't have control of anything. So why should we pretend that we do? And then convince people that we do when we're on this side of the ledger. 
this side of the ledger, nobody controls anything. Not even Larry Fink. Not even Bill Gates. And, you know, from my perspective, they're just basically, you know, Tweedledum and Tweedledee. I mean, they don't really register. You know, no matter what they do, they don't really, you know, they're irrelevant. Andrew Tate, like I said before, was classically irrelevant. In fact, you know, advocating... If you don't have seven Ferraris or whatever it is, whatever his quota was, um, you know, you're a failure. I found that to be quite a negative message for people to listen to. Because by his standard, everyone that listens is a failure. So he gathers listeners by calling everyone a failure. I thought that was wrong. But then again, I can't stop people from torturing themselves. I say everybody that listens here is a winner simply because you forget that you drop the idea of being on any scale um, or having desires that are unfulfilled. In podcasting here to you today, I'm fulfilled, but I don't have a desire. Try to get rid of the subject-object relationship. Subject-object. I'm going to podcast something meaningful to you. Object. You. You're the object. So if I approach you with a subject-object, I'm like, okay, the subject is desire. The object is to convince you that this is the problem, or whatever. Well, then there's no point in even doing the podcast. I'm not here to convince you of anything, or, or myself. I'm not even here having a discussion. I'm here podcasting. I'm podcasting. I'm, I'm having joy in podcasting because I'm feeling, you know, a lot better health-wise. I'm not 100%, as you can tell by my voice. Not 100%, but, you know, comparatively speaking, I have to, I have to, I feel very grateful. i just tell you how I feel. I feel grateful. I feel um, happy to have work to do and happy to have great people to work with and happy to have my liberal friends even though they don't want to, they, they want to cheat and talk about the process after the fact rather than prior uh, existence, the primordial existence is not even on the radar. So, um, <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, before that becomes too athletic, too much of a, oh, I better do this. I better listen to this thing over again. No. I think what has to happen is got nothing to do with us. I think what I've been doing is prophesying about 2024. I think whatever process is in motion regarding what we've been talking about is already in motion. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm doing fine. What you got going over there? I'm building a little motorboat. And see, here's my rudder. And here's the little tiller. And here's my little Evinrude motor. And I'm going to go across over there. And, 
you know, maybe there's fish over there. I'm going to find out. Well, that sounds like fun. Do you need to eat? Oh, if I don't catch fish, we're dead. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin your entire day. Please forgive me. No, no, I'm I'm just just joking. I want to go over there. I hear the trout or or the bass or something's biting over there. I'm going to find out what it is. Really? Yeah. So you're not worried about food on the table? Why should I worry about food when I'm planning on going over there? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, are you going to go to bed and not wake up? Have a heart attack? I, I don't know. I actually see God's blessing as returning me to childhood. But the childhood is, is, it's, 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 but it's not me. It's childhood. Isn't that weird? It's joy. It's perfect. It's without abuse. It's without control. And um, represents creativity. And uh, I see how God uses all this stuff. And, you know, he does use us for intellectual capacity, as he's used me for the last hour here. But intellectual understanding can only bring us, like, not even halfway there. You know, the, the, the problem with the liberal, again, is... Um, prior existed, you know what I mean? Not being able to start at the finish line. I mean, not being able to understand reality and, and you know, digging in halfway and saying, okay, here's where it starts. Which is, I guess, nice work if you can get it. You know, well, reality starts here with the sun. You know, I, you know, I, I, just, I, I have no idea. As far as the collider is concerned, the collider, they never did get to the God particle. They built a bunch more, like like hundreds and thousands more feet of that shit. And they still don't have any spark because that spark is theoretical. And it, it doesn't even, you know, I, I'd say, yes, there's something there. That, that it's the animating force of the universe thereafter, you know, to play God. Can you imagine? These people dressed up as pixies playing God. Fuck anything you want. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, their problem is that if they weren't looking for it, they would find it. And then they put Shiva out there. Shiva, Shiva, Shiva. Om Namah Mama, Shiva, Shiva, Shiva. And they put Shiva out there like they're being, like they're being forward thinking. Because Oppenheimer had Shiva. So they put Shiva out there like they'll have the same luck as Oppenheimer in splitting the atom and finding the God particle. 
which they will they will never find it because they exist in um, in time and space you know after the creation they exist after the creation so well then why do anything if it's all figured out because the beauty is is God figured it out so that we would be free and joyous and happy with one another and a feeling of protection and brotherhood and peace. That's why the truth is there. Not to bring angst and competitiveness or what, what I don't even know what. It's another, whatever it brings, it just it's just more dumb shit. So let's move on. 2024 will be um, filled with I don't know if the movement of people dropping out of... If people dropped out of the contest of... You know what I mean. The ongoing contest, left, right, globalist, not globalist, this, that, the secret, the, the, you know, all these people with all their little un, unquenched desires all competing. The, there's going to be a mass dropping out of all that. And I do see people dropping out of this idea of, you know, it's kind of like um, if, if you want to do things in accordance with the Lord, then you accept what the Lord gives you. Prestige, failure, happiness, non-happiness, none of it even matters. Because when you strip it all away, I'm happy. I mean, I'm completely overjoyed. So... The only way I could be miserable today, people say, well, you're, you're trapped on this way. You're, legally, you can't leave. That's right, because I'm contaminated. Technically, even though I'm not. Even though I'm over the infection, I'm labeled as contaminated, so I can't actually leave the floor that I'm on. Now, that might drive some people completely nuts. I can't leave the floor that I'm on because, like, if you wanted to see me, you'd have to put um, this little protective gown on and gloves. Yeah. I'd love to see you. I'm just saying, yeah, that'd be cool, you know. You know, sing some songs, give peace a chance. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) But uh, for me, 2024 has already started off to be rip-roaring because... My whole wit has come back, and I have to tame it because sometimes I get to be really, you know, I really piss people off, like to an extent that um, I'm lucky that I still have my teeth right now. You know what I mean? I'm not really in a position where I can defend myself, so I better, you know, cool it. But, you know, I, uh, when I got here, I was pretty feisty, and I was like giving everybody nicknames, and you know what I mean? And just, uh, you know, I'd say, well, do you have, uh, I need like uh, this or that or, you know, to uh, one of the aides or nurses. They said, well, 
I can put the order in, and I say, well, you're useless. What, what good are you, then? You're useless. And say things like, no one would say stuff like that. And, and I realized I was doing it, and you'll love this part of the story. I was doing it mindlessly. I didn't even know I was doing stuff like that, being that insulting to people. But it really worked. They really backed off. And some of them actually, you know, but I mean, some of them plotted against me and then others, um, you know, like they tried to sneak me into an MRI and, and measure my brain to see if my brain was, uh, you know, if I had brain damage. I could see one flew over the cuckoo's now it's coming into four is what I'm trying to say. So I had to write and Jack Nicholson and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is still a very watchable movie. Um what was his problem? His tongue, right? It was his mouth. It was his free spirit. Uh at that time, you know, couched in a in a liberal person, you know. That liberalism was the key to liberation, which of course is absurd. But um, so it was his wit and his ability to organize people around some of his thoughts, and the, the staff felt threatened by him. So they had ways of getting the, the same dynamic as here and everywhere else. And I had to, Trish had to get me to really start cooling it and stop. Stop with the the, the the nasty flicking tongue that I can I can get going like a comedian, you know, like a stand up comedian. And I didn't realize I had that uh, that I was doing. I, I actually didn't realize I was doing that. And uh, and you know here I got a chance to realize the the depth of my capacity there, and also that it may bring some intimidation, but it also brings secret, you know, well. You know, you know, tainting your medication. You can, you can make sure your food's never on uh, warm. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that can be done, and so we need to cooperate. In the, I had to readjust my. Well, I don't even know what I, I wasn't out of my mind, but I had to readjust my mind into a cooperative. You know, just give it. When I say give it to God, give it to God. That means expectations to God, and and have more of a. Well, Lord, you lead my behavior. How should I be in this situation? And then since then, things have gone a lot. Things got going in the right direction. But for a while there, it was me versus the machine. And again, I was bringing about my own my own misery, and I didn't even realize that it. it was just part of uh, having a mental breakdown based on um, uh, being infected. Yeah, you don't want to be infected. Uh, I um, got infected probably originally. Well, you know what? I don't even know how I got infected originally, but we we uh, we never really got rid of it out of my system. So now, at long last, we're continuing to um, to to pound on it, even after it's gone. You know, even for another four weeks. Another six weeks, we'll just keep pounding on it, and then, and even then, you still need to get a blood test every once in a while, because like MRSA and things like that. What I have, very, very nasty. You're dealing with a real wildcat there. 
And if they could, they would infect the whole city and just take it all of Gotham City down. You know, and that would be the end of it. I also want to say that I do believe there'll be the rise of Bitcoin. <laughs> and uh, Bitcoin will, um, uh, in El Salvador, is uh, really impressive. Um, what it's done to the central banking and how it's changed the economy. And I do believe that's going to be, you know, more and more widespread. And um, and I do believe that's going to uh, change a lot of the predictions that people have had um, about the uh, sort of gloom and doom economy that everybody is predicting. I mean, no matter what channel you turn to, everyone is really pretty much predicting um, you know, a crash and burn economy and or a uh, civil war, you know, like like the whole Trump versus, like people say, well, what do you, you think Trump will get in or will it be something like Biden or what, what, what's what's going to happen? And I'd say, well, well it, it, this time around, the election is irrelevant. People are going to start, you know, so what, what was one of the problems that people didn't take the election seriously and then they lost control? Well, yeah, but see, it's better that they do that than they take overt control and become as bad as the uh, controllers that are there now. That they start repeating the same problem as the uh, the nemesis. So that's, you know, so that's another thing we have to watch out for. That... And, uh, you know, I think the entire human angst and, well, let's get to human success. So success comes by way of, (coughs) as Mickey Rooney said, the key to his being a successful actor, this little, you know, runt of a guy, not much to look at, but a lot of personality and, and obviously <coughs> very successful. And he said the key is not looking. Okay? The key is not looking. And even in a very simplistic way, the way he put that, that's really the key. The key is not self-judging, not looking, not having desires to do things you know, other than what you're doing at that moment. And and really the other thing is we need to be, from our day-to-day endeavors, taking the, the, the payment we get is the joy of it and the uh, interaction, you know, between people and the joy and the uh, and all that. And you get that going and somehow the reward shows up as long as you don't, like, need the award, ah, you know, and you don't have this, it's got to make up for my entire life of, of failing. As long as you don't go there. That's the only place you can't go. I watched this thing called the Shark Tank. You ever see the Shark Tank? With uh, Mark Cuban and the sharks. Well, it's a really interesting show. First of all, I think most of the... The entrepreneurs are asking for two hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. It's the they're not thinking big enough. <laughs> but anyway, I see people go up there and they offer a piece of the company, usually about fifteen percent, 
for like a $300,000 equity position or a million dollar equity position in the product, whatever the product is. And then they get like a 15% equity, <coughs> but they also have the ability to have uh, a say in, in say where the, where the product is sold. And they like to sell to institutions like, you know, markets or the Albertsons market or the this or that, wherever the invention looks like it would fit, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond is, you know, I think, I don't know if they're back or not, but, you know, things like that. And um, so you get in bed with these people, the sharks, and supposedly they'll lead you to the success of that product. And then they have to assess whether the product's worth it. And of course, they're not right all the time. But you see these people going up that are not the sharks, and they're begging the sharks to get involved. They're begging them. And um, they're not even thinking about any any practical thing. They're just begging the sharks to get going. I need that 250000 I can't live without it. And let's say they get it. Then I, I don't know how they follow up. <coughs> but, you know, like they'll have testimony a year later from people who... Uh, who uh, were successful eh. and they show you how they you know they turned 250,000 into 20 million or something you know whatever it is some big story and, and then meanwhile they they beat the crap out of the people coming and asking for money and uh, they tear apart the concepts and they they insult them and they it's really quite a process and I'm watching, and um, I see the products coming, and and it's like this is my dream to sell this cat box that disposes litter on its own. I'm looking for two hundred and fifty thousand, uh, and you can have fifteen percent of the company. And look, you buy it self-contained. You don't add any cat litter. You just stick the box over there. And forget about it till the next month. Oh, I like that concept. And, you know, I don't know. The people I see that succeed, though, are people that don't give a fuck. People that I see succeed don't seem to really care that much about uh, uh, the, uh, I need the uh, money. I, I need that money. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please, it's been so long I'm going to die. I can't think. So the people that go there with a the more open-handed attitude, they tend to be the, the winners. And the people that go there with this sort of desperation... They're the ones that get the shit kicked out of them. You know, on live TV, they just get taken down a few notches. It looks like they wouldn't want to do anything entrepreneur-wise after that. And I'm I'm all for, you know, the marketplace, the bazaar, you know, inventing a product and bringing it to the bazaar. You know, if people want it, let, let them have it. I'm all for that. <coughs> but it's funny to see the different attitudes and to see who actually gets funded and who doesn't. And it's always the guy that's desperate. 
and he needs it. He needs it to make up for lost time. He needs that money. He needs to fund that company. He needs to make a move here. And he's the guy that gets the shit kicked out of him. And not, it's not like true, you know, 50% of the time. It's like true 90% of the time. Maybe not 100, but like around 90% of the time, it just seems like um, these guys that are really desperate to get that. And sometimes it's a ridiculous deal. Like they'll, they'll want $300,000 to offer somebody 20% of the company on, on something that could make $5 million in revenue two years from now. There's something wrong with that. There's something desperate about that. You know, if you've got a product where you think you can make $5 million a year from now and all you're looking for is $300,000 and you're looking to give away 20%, but you're also looking for the expertise of the shark, of course. Um, th- that just automatically on the face of it seems desperate. Now, me, that's not really my job. I'm so happy I don't have to go on that show. I don't really care. I don't have really any inventions um, that I could sell to the marketplace that I can think of, although I'm getting some uh, some sticks, uh, some drumsticks over here for my hand-eye coordination and a drum pad so I can go back to just trying to do rudiments really you know, to get them really even and, um, you know, to create the, you know, music is all about the space in between the notes, right? The cleaner that space is between the notes, the more of a pop you're going to get, the more, you know, I mean, people that master music know this, the more space you can create between the notes, the more presence, the more like, uh, uh, you know, kind of volume, even though it's not really volume, you're going to hear. The more, the more that uh, that recording seems like it's a professional recording right in your face, uh, and that's all based on uh, 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 life between you know having having space between notes. So in drumming, you, what you want to do is, you know, like on a drum pads, drum, drum drum pads are fascinating. They're not just boring trying to do rudiments, trying to do doubles and singles and paradiddles and different things. It's really about creating a space within the confines of that beat. So if you have a beat like like eighth notes. So if you want to do these doubles... You can put accents on the one, on the three, on the one. I'm not doing it right here with my fingers, but you create a sense of volume, dynamics, all that stuff, only in the space between these notes. So if you start cluttering it up, where you they start running together... do a paradiddle here with my fingers. I'm missing some notes. It it just sounds 
unprofessional and sounds uneven and, and, and does not create a musical quality. So to the extent that you can do so that even that has a taint on it. That's not tight, so you can slow it down. And you want those to be even. They should all just sound like this. And to the extent you can make that sound even, which I'm not doing, because it's not easy to do, that's the extent you can actually make drum beats contribute to the particular song in question. Otherwise, and that's when you hear the good drummers and even like metal and especially some of the more complex drum type music, the really good ones have that space, even if they're doing very complex licks and things like that. And um, I think that's a fascinating concept. I, I really, uh, at the very least, I at least tighten up my, uh, my rudiments. I like a lot of uh, pressure rolls. In mind, I'm kind of old school, like sort of, you know, have a little bit of a jazz aspect to my playing that goes back to, say, guys that tried to bring jazz rock into it, like Mitch Mitchell and Jimi Hendrix's drummer, and, you know, I had a blues thing going, but also I had the kind of a, you know, heavy on the sticks, um, which is more jazz, and then heavy on the feet would be more metal, more. Uh, and then, of course, there's reliance on both, which would be, you know, some of the really modern metal bands. But um, I'm more of a fan of original music. In other words, I don't like the metal style or the um, something called the rock style. I think back to the to the '60s, and you know, back to when I got inspired to play, and I played in a bunch of little bands. Um, the thing I really loved was the uh, was the freedom back then. You know, to create your own style. L- listen to someone like <clears throat> um, The Doors, let's say. And uh, something very unique. Um, and something very unusual to have an organ and a guy playing a bass organ and a regular organ together to be like the whole rhythm section and then, and then drums and guitar, and then the the singer, something totally different, and uh, and then the the actual tune was different, and there were songs about whiskey, show me the way to the next whiskey bar, and they had this, you know, sounds that almost sound like traditional musical, like a musical type of thing, and poetry uh, to the music, and things like that, and that was just like the Doors, but so what I appreciate with all that was the creativity and the freedom uh, to explore all kinds of things. And that's why, to me, that period, I I guess there's a period of maybe just a few years, just like three years, where people were allowed to actually experiment. And then, you know, then the cigar chompers got a hold of it, as Frank Zappa said, and did what they did. But then again, L.A. music scene was always contrived. It was always based on 
making money and working for the CIA. So it's, oh yeah, no, the CIA basically runs entertainment. They did then, they do now. Yeah, they're running the football games. I'm watching the, I mean, you know, if I didn't know better, they'd be programming me to go out and buy uh, Burger King, have a guy bring me a Burger King. You can't get up here. You can leave it with a security guard downstairs. Get me a Burger King. I need a Burger King. I've seen it on TV 50 times. I need one. You know, because at BK, I get to have it my way. BK, have it your way. I mean, you know, there's like this all day long. Burger King, Taco Bell. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, uh, it is funny to me because uh, I, I don't consider civilization lost just because of that. I just consider it funny. And, and, um, and I know better, you know. If I don't want to be programmed by that, I don't really have to be. If I don't get the BK, uh, you know, whatever, one of their sandwiches, that doesn't mean I'm a failure and I'm going to die tomorrow. You know, you know, I have unfulfilled desires. I need a Burger King and a, and a Taco Bell and, um, oh, a Subway while you're at it. So it's, uh, it's amazing. So I've been going since uh, an hour and 46 minutes. Um, feeling, so personal note to you guys, I feel um, much more incisive. Like my IQ is... Not IQ, but my intensity of thought has increased. And that kind of makes sense. I did lose my mind for a while, which means memories, language, the ability to think, even the ability to see, you know, to, to actually see. And that had to be, and then it kind of kind of came back. But it came back stronger. So I've been giving, you know, you guys the, the benefit of that. And then... Um, I do believe that the Lord has been giving me stuff to give out for all of us. Now, everything I said today uh, applies to me as well as everybody else. You know, it's not, not like I'm sitting here being perfect and being perfectly detached and being, you know, happily working in the fields of the Lord and, and uh, you know, uh, not wanting anything, having no desire for any success or any, 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 of, of course that's, not completely true it's just a warning to me to like if you want those things then drop it that's the message to me personally and I know what that means it means not no negation or affirmation right no need to affirm desires because the Lord's already done that. and you know, We were fearfully and wonderfully made. So that's already a done deal. Uh, we are made to be rebellious and all that. Uh, yeah, for those that indulge in that. Rebellious simply means, to me, just doing your own thing, uh, even despite the fact that it's in conflict with the Lord, and, and not giving a damn. That's a good rep- recipe for disaster. Anyway, I think 2024 is the year of detachment. And um, 
Don't you find it weird now that you think about the people that want to lead this alternative to the Great Reset um, and they want to lead it? Don't you find that strange? I'm not going to criticize. I'm just saying, don't you find, you know, some people have, you know, been weary about following Elon Musk, for example, and the new civilization. And, you know, your Lieutenant Andrew Tate who will show you how to get Ferraris and girls. And I'm just, um, yeah, do we need to repeat the, the, the foibles and the mistakes of the past? We don't need to create a utopia in the stars. We don't need to create anything. If anything, we need to uncreate. And that doesn't mean civilization. That doesn't mean the great ideas found in the Bible and philosophical works. And it doesn't mean uh, even negating people that want to create a different universe. It just, at what point do we fall in line? Is there another thing to fall in line with? If there is, just count me out. I'm not interested in a man's idea of a new paradigm or a new going to the stars. I'm not interested in any of that. I find that to be in direct violation of God's will. Direct disobedience. And will bring disappointment. Especially if you're a guy fighting the, you know, the powers that be in the new world order and then you want to have this other thing that you want to advance but you need all these people to follow you you're you're in a you know you're 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 um you're in a bad spot so i don't need it what do i need i i just need to be here talking to you right now and i it's a great joy to talk to you afterwards I'll probably get busy doing something. I know there's a lot of things i got to do. And you'll get busy too, I'll bet. What does it matter what it is? We know what we're going to do. i got a mountain of stuff i got to do, but I don't want... Right now, I just... I don't think now is the time to think about it. I think now is the time to think about you and me and having this little talk and, and looking out the window and it's still... It's about 6.10 a.m. in uh, Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico. And as I look out there, I see it's dark and it's cold. And um, I I, I sort of got left here over this long weekend um, because people didn't want to make a decision about me or where to go. But I'm okay with that, too. Why? Well, what do I know out of my own understanding of where I'm going, what's, what's going on? Isn't everything the way it should be? So I'm in here having this lovely podcast uh, time. I thank God that I've got, I'm allowed to have this computer and allowed to communicate because, it, you know, a lot of places wouldn't have that. I'm sure that uh, in Jack Kerouac, not Jack Kerouac, but what was his name who wrote The Cuckoo's Nest, uh, I forget his name. 
anyway, doesn't matter. He was a coddled CIA baby, uh, just like all of them of the beat generation. They were all handled, every last one of them. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be publishing if they weren't. Who's going to pay for that, right? U.S. government. Well, hell yeah. But see, we've already been through that. It's like, I feel like the Bob Dylan song, you know. But you and I, we've been through this. And this is not our fate. So let's quit talking falsely now. The hour's getting late. There you go. You come right back around to that street wisdom. That's where we are again. And um, I'm not dropping 2024, but I'm just like, it's not monolithic, man. It's not monolith. It's, it's not going to be either this or that. You're the forum or again them. We're either going to be on the side of the Lord or not. And that's just not the way it is. It's multi- Half the people that say they're on the side of the Lord, God knows what side they're on, huh? What side is Elon Musk on? Or any of them? Well, what side is he on? He's the richest man in the world. I guess that's the side he's on. But but maybe not. Maybe he's perfect. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to spend any time thinking about it. How about that? I don't see Elon Musk as a solution to, um, I'm not particularly interested in flying SpaceX to the you know, end of the Van Allen belt or whatever he wants to do. I'm, I'm just like, you know, I, I just, you, you know, I, I'm sure these guys want us to do something and they want to have a little civilization. They want to have children and all that. That's good. But until I hear from, uh, I'm just going to take my marching orders direct. The Bible says, Replenish, replenish. But right now I don't have a new Bible. I've got my prayer life. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that you give us all revelation of uh, how to be in 2024. And uh, thank you for giving us the definition of success and joy and peace uh, while here. And I so appreciate the, uh, the healing, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Yeah, I appreciate the healing, the um, healing of our competitive nature, the healing of uh, this, um, well, you see it in the sports of, you know, everybody putting a measuring stick on everybody, and then, you know, people going down in defeat and walking off the field, that'll be my last game. I've let everyone down in defeat, and now... I'm going to go suck my thumb by the river and beat my head in with a pan. (laughs) And even then I won't make up for all the damage I've done. Okay, so that. That's got to be gone by 2024. We we, we, we can't afford, uh, you know, I, mine, I want what you've got. You've got what I want. And, uh, I've, you, you, I, I want and you've got, but I want my hand is up. I don't have what I want. Well, I do. I have what I want. I don't have a want right now. Right now, this moment, I'm not aware of a want. Maybe in 15 minutes, I'll, the, the, uh, I'll get a tax audit. I, 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 maybe I won't. Maybe I'll get a heart attack. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a... Uh, an egg. I, 
Isn't that wonderful? All these different things that could happen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I give myself a round of applause. All right, we're going to get out of here. And I'll be back. I hope if you don't, you know, I don't know if you guys want to listen to me or not. Um, I, uh, I never know, you know. I went far, far away. So far away. When I went away this time, I went so far away. I didn't know if anyone would be back there when I got back. Um, the world disturbs me. Or has. And people's arguments have disturbed me or have. And now I don't feel disturbed anymore because I feel like there's nothing anyone has said that um, even comes close to uh, refuting my worldview. Which is what, Zeph? It's what? It, it's this. It's not about us. Not about me. And when it's not about me, what do I have? Joy. Love. I can't love people if I'm you know, competitive and I want what they've got and it's, I'm constantly fighting for position. I, I can love people when I'm just, you know, sitting here like this and there you are like that and we love each other, right? We, we wouldn't hurt each other. We would help each other. And I can't do that if I've got... A civilization calling me to join that yeah, you're either with the globalist or you're gonna be with the uh, with the patriots so what's the what is a patriot Mars an Elon Musk clone is a patriot well what is a patriot Wolverines okay hey listen here's the other thing do not intellectualize any of this stuff today. It's just supposed to wash over. There's nothing to do. There's no reform. There's a, if you want to get close to the Lord, just pray, Lord, I just want you to be close to us at all times, and I want peace. I want to be able to love and be loved, and I want, you know, to uh, be healthy, and, you know, or whatever you have for me, Lord, is fine. Um... You know, and uh, I'm grateful for whatever work you put in front of me. I do it joyously. And uh, I know that you've got my expectations, so I don't need to have any. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel like playing something silly. feel like playing something silly. Yeah. The newest thing I had was Toilet Head, but I'm going to go create some more stuff in the studio. Once I get home, which I'm not sure how many weeks that'll be, but eventually I'll... Eventual, eventually, I will have legs. No, I have them. I can walk here, I can walk there, I can go to the bathroom... Um, 
I can take a shower. Uh, I can make it back to the bed, but I can't make it much into the hallway yet, yet. But when I started, I couldn't do anything. Uh, well, okay, here we go. I love you guys. And, you know, I should have started earlier. I would recommend listening to it, I guess, if it's, if you're really going into 24 with a lot of angst, like you just have to win, um, I would say this would be the podcast to listen to and get right off that because win, winners very rarely have this obsession with winning. Very rarely. And when they do, they almost never win. They never really achieve their goals. And I, I don't I don't know why we don't know more about it. We, like when we have success coaching and stuff, I don't know why we don't know more about that. Because when you unleash desires for things that you don't have, and that's kind of like an energy force that's no longer draining you, you know, people tend to report they have a lot more energy. And uh, they're getting what they want. They're just not focused on it. On, I've got to have this or i got to have that or whatever. So it's just a, just a thought. All right. I'm going to the corner store Find some rope to hang the phone I'm going to the edge Find other people that fled from me
didn't ask you here this evening to criticize you for the things that you've done. Rather, we're going to ask you to cooperate with us by discussing your misunderstandings. Find me some rope to hang from